This is the High School Football America podcast for July 22nd, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. Heading to Milton, Georgia right now, as uh, that is outside of Atlanta, here in our new hometown. We moved to Atlanta, High School Football America from Southern California last year, and got to see a lot of great football. Class 7A in Georgia is as good as it gets. And last year, Milton High School won its first ever state championship, uh, knocking off at the time our number four team in the High School Football America 100, Colquitt County. The Eagles ending up with a state championship, a number 20 overall ranking last season, Lost a lot of talent, but there's some good stuff back, and the Eagles are preseason number 55 in the High School Football America 100, and Coach Adam Clack, who's entering his third year, is on the line to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about last year a little bit, but more this year, but uh, welcome to the show, Coach. Uh, Jeff, thanks for having me. I always love the opportunity to, to get on and, and talk about the kids, talk about the program, and, and promote uh, this great game, and, and Honestly, you kind of touched on it too. This this great geography, uh, geographic region, if you will, of football, which I think Georgia Seven A is as good as advertised and as good as any football in the nation. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and coach, like I said, we're going to talk a lot about 2019. Get the kids in here, but I want to go back to uh, last December at, at the Dome, uh, Mercedes Benz. I was on your sideline, and I've got to be honest with you. I, I've I've seen 1,200 games or 1,300 games. I don't know what the count is now in person over the over the time. And that community of yours was so pumped throughout that. Let's let's take you back a little bit to December, and then we'll push it forward. So it's a two part question which is you know how much fun was that but more importantly after you win a state championship and all that community spirit and now they're looking at 19 how do you how do you say to the kids hey folks that that was 2018 this is a new year uh well uh kind of the second part that's exactly what we're saying um you know we had a had a uh a media day the other day and i, I quickly got to the Hey man, we're in the windshield now, not the rear view, and and uh, that was a, a very special group, a uh, very special moment uh, for for Milton and, and all of us, and I'm glad we got to um, enjoy it, and we did, we enjoyed it fully. Um, we want to honor it and respect it, but at the same time, it, these kids uh, in 2019 are their own group, they're their own, they're their own team, um, and you know we're, we're going to do our best to put the best product on the field that we can each and every week. And we're going to do that by moving forward and 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 embracing the identity of what 2019 is. But uh, but yeah, it, it was very special uh, last year. Uh, uh, I came to Milton in large part because I was uh, at a school not too far away. Um, I was at West Forsyth for for ten years, and that's really just a community north um, of of Milton. And we played Milton a few times and I was aware of Milton and and had kind of been in and out of that community and just has a very, very quiet pride about itself. Uh, It's, it's growing. It's, it's definitely, you know, in the heart of the suburbs with, with lots of shops and, and restaurants and, you know, nice big subdivisions, but it still really holds that, that kind of small town charm Mm -hmm. and and feel. And, um, you know, so I was just kind of getting that feeling that, you know, there's the deep roots here. If if we can put the type of product on the field, uh, and, and and get that energy going and and get people to truly believe in this product, they're going to show up and support it. And, uh, you just saw it build in the playoffs. Um, you know, our, our, quarterfinal game was at 
Hill Grove, which over Thanksgiving, which is you know a good forty-five minute drive, and it was cold and nasty that night. I remember and it. We showed up, <laughs> and we showed up in spades. I, I really felt like our our side was was packed out. Uh, then the next week, another kind of cold, rainy night. We 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 host the semifinals, but we had to host it at a, at a different school because of stadium capacity. Uh, and, and man, that that was just a great atmosphere too. And then the dome, just I've I've been to pretty much every state championship the last ten years uh, in those domes. And the thing I always say is it's great, but it kind of it kind of doesn't give you the feel because it's so hard to pack those things out. And our entire bowl was full on mm-hmm. our side, and they were going nuts, and they were all in white, and and uh, you know just kind of thinking about it right now, it's getting the getting the hairs on my, my arm standing up a little bit just because it was so cool, and and you know we told the boys, hey, take a beat, take a beat when you get out there, and, and look up and embrace it, and, and and you know enjoy the fact that that you've earned your right to be here, and then you know and then tuck that away, and let's go let's go take care of business. Talking with Adam Clack, head coach of Milton High School. Kids were talking about that the other day. Yeah, hey, Adam. One of the things and, that uh, since this is the first time you've ever been on our show, let's let's kind of get people around the nation uh, that listen to this on a daily basis to understand how you go from. Uh, while it wasn't your first head coaching job, but but you know you you come in here and you and you take it you know zero to a hundred right real pretty quickly in two years. What's it? What's your thumbprint on a program when you come in? What's a foundation? What is an Adam Clack football team all about? Uh, well, yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, something that somebody asked me a long time ago um, when I first took over West Forsyth, and and it, I kind of stumped. I was kind of stumped. I was like, you know, I, I haven't really sat down and and really built out what I want my culture, what I want my team to be, and and so we've spent a lot of time and, and we put a lot of effort into building our desired culture. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the. Focus three guys, Brian, Tim, Kai, and, and uh, you know they have a saying that there is no such thing as an absence of culture. You're you're either uh, you're either accepting the one that that is allowed to exist, or, or you're kind of building the one that you desire. Um, so we build ours around our three core principles of, of brotherhood, uh, relentless effort, and competitive toughness. And and that basically means you know team with you know a big purpose with our team, uh, thinking about the relationships and all those. Those, those great things that I think make football so special is the ultimate team game. Um, having a, a very identified process, right, and, and, and building to to uh, master that process each and every day with our relentless effort and, and the style in which we're going to play and we're going to attack and fly around. Uh, and then the, the mental toughness, the competitive toughness piece is, is really about that mental toughness of, hey, man, you, you're going to get knocked down football. The, the beauty of football is – you know, it's going to reveal your character. Is your character going to be one of, of courage to compete? Is it going to be one of, uh, you know, perseverance when you get knocked down? Uh, and is it going to be one that where you're going to step up and encourage your, your teammates uh, the right way uh, and help them help them get up? So I hope that's what people see when they watch us. I think that team last year, uh, not being hokey at all, but I think that they embody those three things. Uh, you never saw them flinch. Even though they were in big moments that the program had never been in before, uh, you never saw them point fingers at one another, and, and we had many opportunities. Uh, you know, when you shank a punt for two yards in a state championship game, uh, that that's uh, that's a good opportunity for a team to start coming apart, and they didn't. 
um, when you when you almost lose a 21 point lead in, in the semifinals, same thing, right? But they they just held the rope and kept fighting, uh, and and that team flew around. Oh my gosh, they flew around for 48 minutes um, back to the quarterfinal game. There's no way our defense should have had any gas in the tank for, uh, to hold Hillgrove on that last drive after they've been punched in the gut 65 times, something like that. Um, so. Those are the three three things that we want to stand stand behind, live by. We teach it, we preach it, um, we 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 build lots of things into our process uh, every year and every week uh, to embody those things, um, and our our players know it, and um, you know I believe they're buying into it. Adam Clack on the line, Milton High School head coach there, entering his third year preseason number 55 with High School Football America in the 100. Um, now time to get into some of the kids. I, I think I read somewhere a couple of months ago you guys graduated almost a dozen uh, players from your all-region team. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just drop one name because um, while you, you guys played as a team in that championship, Jordan Yates, your quarterback, um, who was graduated onto Georgia Tech, impressed the heck out of me. I don't know. I, I could probably use better words, but at the end of the day, what a kid. So tell me a little bit about replacing a, a guy like that, a leader like that, and some of the other quality that you lost, and then we'll get into the, the kids that are going to be look to, uh, to, to to lead this team this year. Well, you know, I think, first off, yes, what an unbelievable football player, what an unbelievable young man, um, really almost intimidating in, in the sense of, of being around him sometimes because it's like, wow, you're – you're 17, 18 years old, and you've already got these <laughs> a lot of these things figured out that, <laughs> that people in their 30s and 40s are still trying to get right. So uh, he is better than advertised. Um, but what I would say is, is, you know, we built that team to feature that. Um, a lot of the things that we went into, and a lot of game plans we had, we knew what we we knew what we had in Jordan, and we were going to make sure. You know, the one thing I said going in that state championship game is. I'm going to put my head on the pillow, you know, Wednesday night, knowing that, that we, we fired every bullet in Jordan Yates' chamber. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> and we weren't going to, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And, and um, so I would answer your question, and this is the beauty of football to me, and is what I think makes uh, a, a great coaching staff and something that we pride ourselves on, on my staff, is we are not going to try to replace Jordan Yates. Um, we're, we're going to have another way. Um, you, you know, you you can you can win a football game and you can build a, a a style of football a lot of different ways. There's a lot of really good recipes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year going into the season, um, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, of well, there was a lot of I guess you would say uh, doubts uh, surrounding our team because we had to replace both lines of scrimmage. We were we returned one starter uh, between the offensive and defensive line, and that's Paul Tio. Um, so we had to utilize Jordan a lot to, to cover some of that up and let those lines of scrimmage take shape. Well, this year, um, we returned seven or eight starters combined on the offense and defensive line, and we're graduated a lot of our perimeter, including Jordan. So, you know, to me, it's, it's, those are kind of the two big, big halves of your football team, right? Your offense and your defense, you know? So last year we were kind of an outside in team and built around the athleticism we had in the secondary and the athleticism we had at, at our receiver position, quarterback position this year, we're going to build some strengths on, on the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and, and maybe, you know, turn our, turn the quarterback role into, to one of more of a, yeah, I don't like the term game manager because that's, you know, that's a, that's a, and what do you call it? It's, it? it's a kind of a loaded word, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
in a way that that's what we're going to do early on is you know hey let's let's take a little pressure off the quarterback who doesn't have any varsity starts because no matter who uh, wins that job it's going to be the first varsity game <laughs> um, and 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 let's put it on the back to the guys who who have a lot of starts um, and so we'll kind of start start from there and build and then as you know a season takes on a life of its own and that's the beauty of the journey and and you'll continue to to tweak and mold and 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 you know make these changes and that change and next thing you know you're you, you you take on your own identity you know somewhere around week seven eight nine mm-hmm. talking with adam clack tonight uh, milton eagles football on the podcast and uh you know you talked about paul Tio. let's let's start up front then and get some of these kids in by name i know paul's verbal to to clemson but tell us a little bit about that you know up front and the kids that you're looking for to do things until you get your your kind of sea legs if you will with the the, the new quarterback yeah so uh paul Tio. um funny because i remember my last year at west Forsyth, we we uh were in the same region with milton and i see this freshman team come in and that's my current seniors now and i was just blown away and and one of the guys that that blew me away was paul Tio. saw this big just huge athlete and he's playing on both sides of the ball and he just he just stuck out you know and but he's big, but he can move, and and he and he's got a lot of a lot of energy and passion. I mean, he's one of the the, the nicest kids. He just lights up a room. Um, but you know, a lot of times with those big guys that they uh, they come through football. First off, I'd say at, at early at youth levels, the offensive line is one of the most under coached positions. It's just kind of hey, go block this or go do that, you know. So so a lot of times those kids just get to be big and 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 do kind of what they want and. And they don't come off the field because they're big, and and uh, they're kind of hard to coach. Um, Paul has been the opposite. Um, since we've been here, he has bought in. He just wants to be better. He uh, he wants to work hard. He wants to to, to be a leader. He wants uh, you know to pour into the younger guys and carry the torch from the older guys. So I couldn't be more impressed with with what Paul Tio has become uh, for this team and for himself. Uh, we played him probably 20 snaps on the defensive line in the state championship game. Um, and that was something we wanted to do this year and something he wanted to do, but we had, we challenged him and said, Hey, you got to get in shape, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he did, he's lost 30, 40 pounds. Um, he is actually in a situation where we're like, Hey man, you might want to eat a few more fish. <laughs> 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 he, 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 I think he's starting to get, uh, get a little vain about the way he looks. So I'm like, Hey man, <laughs> but yeah, so, so Paul is, is definitely a leader of this team and, and, and was really a big piece of the, the core group last year. Um, and then beside him in our center uh, is Anthony Manella. And, and Manella played a little bit as a sophomore, started every game last year, and I think he's one of the best centers in, in, in our state. Slightly undersized uh, for the next level. Well, not for the next level, but by, by certain measures of the mm-hmm. next level. But he will have an opportunity to play. He's got a few... A uh, few NAI offers, and, and he's got a lot of a lot of guys uh, kind of in that, that FCS uh, to uh, kind of Division Two level, really, really looking at him. Um, and then uh, we bring back another guard right there, uh, Alec Hutchinson, and uh, he's a, a lacrosse player, football player, uh, kind of smaller, but not not super small, but but it's smaller guy, but he plays with about as much energy as anybody he's you, know, you give me five Hutchinson's and, and we're going to be all right we may be may not be the biggest line but we're going to have five guys that are going to fight you and going to run around so 
those guys will be coming back kind of in the interior of the offensive line and really helping us out there. And let's talk uh, about the uh, the quarterback position. Do you have a competition going there? Do you have a, a backup from last year that's got the kind of inside track? What's the quarterback competition look like? Right now, uh, yeah, we have a senior, uh, Jackson Weaver, who's who's kind of been George's backup the last two years. Um, Jackson is is kind of a, a rangy um, athlete. He's 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 tall, uh, lean. Uh, he's, a, he's actually a really good athlete. Um, you know, if you just watch him play pickup basketball or just, you know, doing, doing some little competitive things we do, you know, uh, in the summer, playing some of our backyard type stuff, you know, we call it Eagle ball. I mean, he's, he's out there running around and, and can do things, but you know, in compa- when being compared to Jordan, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of misleading, but he wouldn't be what you would consider a dual threat guy. Um, we can still do a lot of our, um, our, our zone reads and, and kind of uh power read type stuff with him. Uh, and keep defenses honest, um, but we we wouldn't go in and build a game plan around you know the quarterback run game with him. Um, but he does have a good live arm um, right now. I just he's just lacking some some experience. Um, pushing him and, and right there with him is a, a rising sophomore uh, named Devin Farrell. All right. And he is a a tremendous athlete. He's you know got he's picking up offers in basketball already as a rising sophomore and plays a bunch of uh, summer ball and, and AAU stuff. So, so right now he's kind of, he, he's pulling double duty. So, um, you know, we're, we're still, still getting him called up. He had a really good spring. So I, I really could, could foresee us going into the season, uh, you know, unless something, unless something crazy happens, I, I could see those two splitting time early on. Um, and I told people, I said, you know, I, Never thought I'd see the day because it really takes a special situation and 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 almost just the perfect ingredients to have a team with two quarterbacks. But we may actually have that situation going on for us this year. Who knows? Um, so right now that that's that can be uh, it can be a, a, a huge challenge for a team. You know, I know the saying: if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. Uh, but it actually could be um, something that could give us tremendous diversity um if 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 that ends up coming coming to light and neither one of those guys truly run away with the with the spot well it's like you said it's the beauty of high school football right you get a kid if you're lucky for four years and usually don't get that unless he's an outstanding guy adam clack on the line let's uh, wrap up on the offense your backfield and your guys uh, outside tight ends and all that what does that position those positions look like for you well i'll start with the tight ends and and that's the position i actually coach uh, and I've, I've, I picked that up last year, um, just because it's a position. It's really a good position for a head coach in high school because if I need to, I can send those guys with the receivers, or I can send them with the O line, or I can take them and, and they need their own specialized time as well. Uh, and we do a lot with the tight end. That that's kind of been the evolution of of kind of my offensive background. Is we started as a wing T group early on at West Forsyth. Then we kind of moved into the the super spread stuff, and then we kind of found some middle ground, um, which we we really featured last year, where it's kind of the spread identity with multiple tight ends, and I really like it because it forces teams to to kind of base up and balance up, and and you can really get teams in in bad spots if you got two tight ends that can uh, move around, block and catch. So. We we started a freshman last year at our what we would call the H, which is kind of the the second tight end, 
Um, his name's Jack Nickel. Uh, he's by by many uh, services he's rated as the number one tight end in the twenty uh, twenty two class, picking up a bunch of big Power Five offers and. A big kid. He catches the ball well. He's strong. Um, and we have another young man uh, named Austin Weiner, who is uh, pushing to to be his his kind of counterpart. And Austin's every bit of six 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 seven, um, two hundred and thirty pounds. And both of those kids play basketball. So you're talking you're talking good athletes who know how to use their body in space. Uh, and we feel like with what we're returning up front on the offensive line, if we can have those two guys. And then we're also u- utilizing some 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 defensive linemen to to give them some depth. That we could be a, a team that features, uh, you know, a lot of heavy sets, but but you know, a lot of multiplicity within those sets. Mm-hmm. So that could be a, that could be a position of strength for us. And you know, we're going to kind of kind of see where that takes us um, because we we like I said, we lost a lot outside as well. So uh, pretty much ninety eight percent of our points graduated. So. Our uh, our running back, who will be our feature back this year, uh, Ahmad Junerick, um, was patiently waiting in the wings, and he had some 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 touches last year. And he is a really explosive back and kind of under the radar right now. We've had two really good backs my first two years: Solomon Van Horse and then uh, Josh Edwards last year. And we feel like Ahmad can come in and be be kind of a combination of both of those guys. Um, you know, Solomon had just unbelievable speed and toughness and, and Josh was really kind of a, a bigger back, a thicker back with, with great kind of vision and cuts. Uh, Ahmad uh, has a little more home run ability than Josh and, and he's a little bigger than Solomon. So we're really excited about him. And, and we also have a young sophomore running back who's, he's, he's already six two over 200 pounds. He's going to be one of those kind of big, big basher type backs. We're excited about him. His name's Jordan McDonald. Uh, out wide uh, right now, it's, it's you know we got a bunch of young guys. We got um, we got some a couple seniors who who've, who've kind of been spot playing. Uh, we, we're looking at Will Stacks uh, and um, Jake Walters to be kind of the, the veteran group in, in that that receiving core. And then it's just a host of young guys trying to break out. Um, but we'll also have our, our do everything guy and, and kind of you know. I would call him kind of Paul's counterpart, if you will, is, is the, the most veteran uh, player on our team, is, and that's Jack Rhodes. Jack has literally played every position on the field except something on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> he's, been a, he's been a wildcat quarterback. He's played in the backfield. He's played at receiver. He started at safety. He started at outside linebacker, and he started at inside linebacker. Um, so he is just a, a very versatile, unbelievable athlete. Um, so we'll – because we don't have a lot of depth, we feel like we can really feature him, you know, as as a guy that we just say, hey, man, here are here's our our six Jack Road plays this week, you know, and make mm-hmm. sure we get him the ball six to ten times, and we feel like he'll do something good with it. Yeah, and it's a good segue as we go over to the defense because you did bring Jack and Paul both to the the media day on Friday in Fulton County, and I, I kind of had a look at uh, the stat sheet there and go, boy, uh, Coach Clack, uh, you've got you've got a defensive leader there, 101 tackles, 13 for loss, three sacks, one interception, two block kicks. Not a bad guy to have uh, in in the center of that defense there. So let's let's talk about that. You say you're pretty solid, I guess, front seven there. So get some of the kids in there that you expect to not only give you good leadership but uh, good play on the field yeah so uh you know we really feel like right now um 
you know, offensively, we, we can, we can kind of come at you, you know, and we feel strong about the, the short yard stuff. And defensively, we feel like, you know, if you try to come right at us, you're going to, you're going to better, you better pack a lunch. You know, it's going to be a war. Um, we're bringing back a couple of all region players up front, uh, Xander Barnett, and he's, he's picked up a few, uh, really nice offers. Army's kind of his biggest one. Um, but a bunch of the, bunch of the, the Patriot League and, and, and some of the Ivies and things of that nature. But Xander had over 20 tackles for loss last year. He's another lacrosse player. Um, kind of thin because he runs all year long, <laughs> but, uh, he's, uh, he's six, three, six, four, 225, uh, just built and, and just plays with tremendous leverage and energy. Um, and he has, uh, we call them the, the twins. They don't necessarily, uh, look a lot. Look alike because Marcos, Marcos is uh, he's he's Hispanic and and Xander is kind of you know just looks like you know, your your suburban poster child, but they are you know they are joined at the hip. They're very built, they're built just alike. They always hang out and they play just alike. So those two guys started for us last year. Both of them were all region players, um, and they play so similar. And then we're bringing over. He was our starting right tackle last year. Uh, his name's Jonathan Pittman. And uh, he was just behind those guys on the D line, and and we employ a, a two position system. Um, we don't ever try to start a kit both ways, but in the spring we're going to give everybody two positions, and and through June they, they work those positions fifty fifty. Um, you know, I don't care if you're Joe Charleston and you're going to to Clemson to play safety. 50% of the time early on, he worked receiver. And then as we get into the season, that they'll start to get a primary position. And so all that starts to, to shift, and you work 80% of the time in your primary position. So I say all that to say that's kind of Jonathan Pittman's story. He uh, he was, kind of came to us, and he was a D lineman, and, and I thought he was one of our best 22, and, and he wasn't getting on the field. So I went to him last year and said, like, man, like, we can get you. I think you can win a starting job on this team but it's going to be at right tackle. And, uh, you know, it's going to be not only best for the team, but it'd be best for you right now just to get you on the field. And he, he took on the challenge and started 13 games at right tackle. And then, you know, this year I said, hey, you know, I, I know you want to play D-line, so you got a shot to go win that D-line spot this spring, and, and we'll find a new right tackle if you win it. And, and that's what he's done. And he's he's been spectacular, and he's kind of built – He's built like that new age three technique. You know, he's he's about six two to six three. Uh, he, he's north of two hundred sixty pounds, but he's extremely extremely explosive. Um, he was a basketball player as well, um, and I think you you hear a common theme with our team. We have tons of two sport athletes, and it's mm-hmm. something that that we've really promoted, and everybody promotes. I think I don't think you find a lot of coaches who would come right out and say, "No, I don't believe in two sport athletes." But I don't know that you, you'll find the program that's, that's lived up to it and given those kids as much space to do it as we have. Um, and it's a, it's a challenge in patience in the summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you gotta be will, you got to be willing to, to share uh, and, and, and just kind of bite your tongue and, and be happy when they're there. Um, but I find that, you know, hey, if you might have missed a seven-on-seven seven, or you might have missed a day of weights or if you might have missed something for a legitimate reason to be somewhere else, we're not going to be remembering that in November when it really matters because um, you were out competing and doing something. Um, so, uh, anyways, so Jonathan will go over there, and we're really excited about him. Um, and then the beauty of it is, is, is those three guys will kind of be the core of a guy named Zach, uh, Zach Tamenia, who got a lot of playing time last year, uh, will be in the mix there as well. 
but then we're going to take those tight ends and we're going to take Paul and we're going to take another guy or two on the offensive line and we're really going to try to, to get a, almost a college system of, of, of deploying seven to eight guys who, who play on the defensive line uh, each night um, and and uh, just try to keep those guys fresh and keep keep rolling them and, and you know, giving them a, a, a two, three-play break here and there. Um, but, you know, one of our rally cries is own the red zone, and, and that, that's when we're going to put be able to put those packages in that, you know, when you put Paul Teo in the middle of a defensive line, it, it changes things. Um, so that's where we'll start there with the last position strength. Um, the big team leader coming back in the middle. It was uh, Jordan Davis's uh, counterpart last year. He had an interception the first drive of the state championship game is Stephen Michaels. Um, Stephen is just, I mean, again, he's one of those All-American kids, 32 on the ACT, uh, you know, team leader last year. He's a ca- uh, catcher on the baseball team. Um, guy's catching a double header, but he's, he's there at 7 a.m. in the morning getting a squat workout in. You know, because he wants to, he wants to lead in the weight room, and he'll be kind of the the signal caller, if you will, on defense for us. Uh, Stephen broke his arm last year. Well, he's playing with a with a fractured wrist from baseball, so he already had a club on, and then he breaks his that same arm inside the inside the club, <laughs> and uh, playing uh, Roswell last year, game four, pins, screws, plates, everything. The kid comes back for the playoffs, and he starts in the state championship game. So that, that's the type of kid he is. Uh, wants to go on to be a doctor one day, and he picked up a, a, an offer to to be on the roster of uh, John Hopkins the other day, and that was awesome. Nice. Um, um, so there we go. Uh, kind of go back to the secondary there, and, and you got Jack Rhodes, um, and so kind of in our four two five scheme, you know, you kind of have a you have a, a field linebacker, which is kind of a safety playing down, and then you kind of have that linebacker safety. Uh, into the boundary as well so you kind of you got a free safety and then we call it our apache safety which is kind of the the strong safety our, our our boundary safety who comes down a bunch and you got your um you know your field linebacker who's also kind of like a safety if that makes sense and that mm-hmm. that's kind of who jack is jack is kind of that linebacker safety mix and, you know that's why we kicked him inside after steven broke his arm last year that's, that's why jack ended up playing inside backer um but he does have the speed and, and the ability to cover. So right now he's 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 trying to give some some leadership to that secondary group, um, and it is just going to be a, a work in progress. Just we got a bunch of kids competing back there um, to to figure out who's gonna who's gonna pick up what I consider to be one of the big strengths of our team last year was our our, our tandem of safeties and outside linebackers. Sounds like you're building some depth there in the program, which you all know is critical when it comes to building something long-term. Adam Clack, number 55, Milton Eagles being talked about here in the podcast as we wrap things up. A couple more questions. Uh, uh, Again, we talked about Georgia being so tough, and one of the ways you can get ready for that tough postseason run is doing some interesting things, you know, with non-league games and that. You've got Buford and the Corky Kell. You travel out to my uh, former neck of the woods there, Southern California, to take on Jay Sarah, ranked number 40 in the nation from San Juan Capistrano. Tell me a little bit about uh, as you get better and get the program where you want it, how you're going to have to step things up because not everybody's going to want to play you non-league now. You're going to have to go elsewhere looking for big games. Well, you know, when I, when I came here, you know, in part of the interview process, 
that that was the vision that I casted. You know, I, I was at a really good place in West Forsyth. Uh, I could have been there for 30 years. You know, the AD told me, and 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 it would have been great. You know, great people. Um, we played good football, but when you see something like Milton and, and that kind of, like I said, just kind of the pedigree there. You know, you go there with the ambitions of of building something that that can truly be, you know, great. You know, I, I keep saying it. I want us to be a national brand. I want I want people on the West Coast to look over and say, "Oh, that's Milton," you know, and know exactly who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we know who Modern Day is, or just like you know who Hoover is, or like people know who Grayson and and Colquitt. You know, I feel like we can do that. But to do that, you got to go and play, and you got to step out and play in those big events. Um, the biggest event in our in our state is the Corky Kale. So I was like, you know, first things first, we got to get in that. And and my AD is tremendous. And you know, if it's we have this shared vision, and he goes, if that's what you want, let's do it. So we were able, you know, we got on the horn and, and started politicking to get in that, and we did. Um, and that's how we got to play at. Uh, you know, at a big stadium last year, game one versus a, a top 20 team in the nation in Archer. And I think that helped prepare us psychologically. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, you wh- whatever it is that you're looking for, you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool how you find it. Uh, this email comes across my desk and I just start looking at it. And it's this cool idea to have this Freedom Bowl thing. And uh, the group uh, Aero Sports, who've been doing 707s, wanted to start doing a, a, a you know, a, a, a true kind of classic. Wanted it to be like a bold game atmosphere, and it was all built around civic duty and supporting our troops. And I'm like, man, I mean, there ain't a more American town than Milton or <laughs> the Eagles. And we want, we want, to, we want to bring in people like this, and we want to take on great competition. So, so we signed up, and we promoted, and we pushed, and put in a bid for this thing, and we got it. And that's how we got to play Cardinal Gibbons last year. And and we're hosting this huge event um, again. So just getting the kids exposed, and 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 raising the expectation, and creating these experiences. Uh, and so, sure enough, this year we had the opportunity. Uh, to go out and, and, and play uh, out in California, and, and we're going to go to the Trinity Classic, and you're going to see John Bosco take on Good Counsel and Modern Day take on St. Francis, and we're going to get the opportunity to play J. Sarah. So, you know, that is kind of a big piece to our puzzle, I feel like, is keep creating these experiences, keep putting ourselves out there, keep, keep going, and, you know, win, lose, or draw, you know, we're going to show the courage to get in the fight first, you know, and then, and then hopefully the football will, will, will continue to elevate to match it. Um, and that's all it is, you know, and right now, and I talked about this a little bit at the media day, but it's something very, very, a uh, big passion of mine is we just got to keep promoting the sport. You know, we gotta, we gotta create experiences and opportunities that kids want to be a part of so that they get the bigger life lessons that football brings because mm-hmm. I really believe it's, it's, it's that important. And I don't want to see our sport suffer and, and, and go away, um, you know, just because there's some easier options or some, some misinformation out there that are driving kids away. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what we're trying to do here. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. Uh, you know, then we come back and we play our big rival Roswell. And, and then the next week we play Parkview and they're, they could be preseason number one in our league. So it's five really, really good ball games that we get to play in the non-region and we, we make the most of it. And, you know, and, and we, we talk about that's all just part of the journey to prepare us for, 
for October when, when region starts and that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, once we get in those region games, you, you could be 0 and 5 and then go run through your region. And guess what? You got a number one seed in the state playoffs and that's all that matters. You know, that's what, that's what we're going for. Um, be ready when that happens. Well, uh, it, it kind of shocked me last year. I, we we put every team into our rankings into the algorithm, and uh, when when you guys knocked off Cardinal Gibbons, I went, "Who the heck is this team?" <laughs> and boom, in in you flew. So uh, and now now you've got that platform that uh, by playing these teams that that gets you up there. Adam Clack on the line here. Uh, Milton High School preseason number fifty five. You mentioned Parkview, their preseason number thirty seven. Going to wrap up with the big question: uh, Fall camp right around the corner. What are the one or two or three things that you and your staff are talking about that you need to see in fall camp to know that you're ready to to get it going when the regular season drops against Buford well uh it kind of goes back to the early earlier question um uh, you know moving past last year like I think our kids truly are past last year in the sense of um they realize this is them this is their team they're they're not they're not resting on any laurels they have no misconceptions we're extremely different um, so right now we've got to just make sure we find our true kind of identity style, if you will, um, because not only are we going to be different, you know, kind of schematically, we're different. We got a very different personality. Last year was like a, a very, you know, kind of wild, you know, just kind of free spirit type of team. You, you just try to keep it keep it between the lanes there, give them enough slack to, to, to be themselves, but then also uh, hold the rope tight enough to keep it from getting off the rails. This team is very disciplined. Um, they're very straightforward. They're, they're, you know, five or six of our seniors that I talked about are all, they're scholar athletes. I mean, Ivy leagues are recruiting them and things of that nature. So, so I think, right. That that's an attitude adjustment. You know, I think people sometimes feel like, Oh, we, we won this way. So we got to be, we got to do that. Like, no, you got to be authentic to who you are mm-hmm. and you got to kind of take this time to figure that out and, 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 and grow through that process. Um, and like I said, we'll, you know, schematically, we may, we may have to be a little different. Um, you know, we'll keep it within our family and we're not going to make a wholesale change, but we'll have to tweak things and, and get to what highlights us. Um, and then there's just tons of position battles, tons of position battles, uh, especially on the perimeter at the quarterback. So we want to make sure that we, uh, we, we, we do everything we can, um, you know, starting August one, um, to create the best practice, uh, to give, give that opportunity to compete, to grow, uh, to, you know, you want to make sure you're working with the, with the right direction. Sometimes you got to do some real good reverse engineering of, you know, there's a million different ways you can go with a team. Um, you don't want to be that team that that's constantly changing course. You, you want to kind of be working towards what you think the ultimate vision is. So, so that's, that's what we'll be working on is, uh, you know, finding and, and, and hammering home on those strengths and um, getting the right guys in the right seats, so to speak. And, uh, you know, just getting this team ready to be its own team and, and, and ready to compete on that, that big stage right out of the gate. And as you said on Friday, uh, when you have a media day, you know it's right around the corner. You're excited about it. We, uh, we're excited to have you on the, the podcast here and introduce the Eagles to our, our national audience. And uh, best of luck in, in 2019. It, it seems like it's going to be a fun, fun year for you guys. And thanks for joining us. No doubt. Thank you. 
Again, that's Adam Clack, head coach at Milton High School in Georgia, suburban Atlanta, number 55 in the preseason 100, coming off of their first ever state championship last year in uh, Georgia, Class 7A. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. It's uh, Turn Back Tuesday, as we will have a, an extended interview with Earl Campbell, Hall of Fame running back, college and Pro Football Hall of Fame running back. And that interview is uh, something that uh, did not appear in my book, High School Football in Texas, Amazing Football Stories from the Greatest Players of Texas. You'll hear a great interview with the Earl Campbell tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast. For now, I'm Jeff Fisher saying we'll talk to you tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast.